Hi, and welcome back to My Favorite Conservative. I'm Andrea. I'm Edward. And I am not conservative, but he is my favorite conservative. Yay. All right, Edward, what are we talking about today? Well, we thought we would go with a fun subject today, Twitter and Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can I just share my feelings about Twitter? Please do. Okay. I hate Twitter. I hate the vitriol of Twitter. I know it's a good place to be because of the people I interact with, because so many doctors are there, journalists are there. And my, I do have a Twitter account just to reserve my name. But personally, I don't tweet. I don't like it because of just, and, and the cancel and everything. So, but this, this is interesting. So tell us what happened with Elon. It is. Well, uh, he, he just recently closed his sale on Twitter. For how uh, much? I think he only paid, he got a bargain price of $44 billion. Oh, that is less than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is less. Yeah. Save 10 billion or so, whatever. Okay. Being a father, a dad of three kids in their twenties, I love, can appreciate dad jokes. And <laughs> You know, when Elon bought it the other day, he walked into the headquarters, as most people have probably seen, carrying an actual bathroom sink, set it down and said, just bought Twitter. Let that sink in. It's like the ultimate mm, bad mm, dad mm. joke. Yes, yeah, so we need we need, the <laughs> we need like sound effects. Really bad sound effects. <laughs> that is a terrible joke. Yeah, I'll agree completely. And, you, you know, speaking of father, not that this is relevant to him buying Twitter, um, but how many children does Elon have? Boy, that's a good question. Um, we struggle to find <laughs> a consistent number. <laughs> somewhere between eight and ten. Yes. You know, so we I think, think it's uh, nine living children. Yeah. The I think very so. first child he had with his first wife did indeed, unfortunately, die. So we so. think it's nine living children he has. But yeah. I digress. I, I just don't know whether he's in a contest with Nick Cannon. I think <laughs> I think they may be tied about nine ish or so. Well, if we're going to repopulate the earth, I'd rather have Elon Musk brains. That's a good point. Than Nick yes. Cannon, I'm yeah. just saying. And his bank account. Right? Yes. So. <laughs> All right. So talk to us about it. In my personal opinion, I think it's a very big deal that someone, an African American, a true, true African American, has yes. come to our country, been extremely successful. And has seen the downfall of free speech. Right. With Twitter being example A. You know, I think we all saw back in the 2020 election when Twitter banned the New York Post from even putting up the Hunter Biden story and then suspended everybody's accounts that even tried to retweet or link to it. Right. And and that level of intolerance, that level of censorship of anti-free speech has been prevalent for the last couple of years, at least, you know, where where the left has had this almost total control over what's being said on social media. You know, I reached out to a good friend of ours who loves Twitter. Big shout out, Jennifer Oliver O'Connell, feature writer at Red State. And I just want to read what she said. I wanted to get her thoughts on it. And she said, he's a smart man. You always had the upper hand, whether it makes any difference in free speech is yet to be seen. If he simply gets rid of the bots, trolls, and the shadow banning, I'll be happy. And for those of you who don't know what shadow banning is, it means that you have posted something, and this is not just Twitter, this can be on any social media account, and the algorithm has shadow banned you. So you don't know that no one is seeing that post, but no one is seeing your post. And often you don't find out until your followers or friends go, hey, you haven't tweeted in a while, and it's like, but I have. 
And that is shadow banning. And it happens on LinkedIn too, which as you know, is my favorite platform. It happens on Google yeah. also. I mean, Google has actually admitted that they have a program, uh, an algorithm that sends Republican emails to people spam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Technically, okay. they're delivering them, just not to the, the right inbox. Yeah. And yeah. if it goes in your spam, you never see it. Correct. So I heard he's put together a committee. And can you tell us what that is? Because it concerns me. Just the title concerns yeah. me. Yes. It's called the Content Moderation Council, right? So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Are they making it up on the fly? I don't know. I don't know if it is similar to Facebook because uh, Facebook has almost a similarly sounding council or right. advisory board, if you will, not to get off too far, but their council is just filled with leftists. And the the group that decides who gets on Facebook is called the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is an extremely leftist a group actually out of Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, ironically, located yeah, yeah. in the capital of Alabama. <laughs> and yeah, they they basically have total control on what groups they consider uh, as hate groups. So I think even Dr. Ben Carson is considered a hate group. No. So, oh, indeed. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just don't like that content moderation council. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds Orwellian. Uh, yeah, yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, we wish Elon luck with it. Just don't follow the path of what everybody else has been doing. So how are the people who actually spend time on Twitter handling the news that it actually went through? Because, you know, when Trump got elected, everybody said, I'm going to move to a different country. Nobody did. Okay, maybe one or two people did, but most people did not move. How are regular people, celebrities, how are people handling it on Twitter? Not well. No? Not well, no. What are they saying? Uh, That's it. I'm off Twitter. Let's all move to Facebook. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Again, the the same people (laughs) that always say that they're going to leave the country because so-and-so got elected. And by the way, do you ever notice that they never move to like Haiti or the Dominican Republic or anything like that? They always go to Canada or Australia or Ireland. Interesting. Okay. But that's totally off track. (laughs) It is. All right. So please get back on the track of Twitter. So leftist meltdown, end of democracy, and we don't have a democracy in the country. One of my pet peeves. I know we have a republic, but again, we are getting sidetracked back to Twitter. When we're super popular, we can get sidetracked like this. Okay. Back to Twitter. So we have people freaking out. They say they're going to leave Twitter. Go ahead and leave Twitter. I don't care. I don't know what that voice was, but go ahead. Does that mean that other people whose accounts were canceled are going to be brought back? A few months back when he was in the negotiation stages, he did say Donald Trump would be welcome back to the the platform. Uh, He just recently said they will look into it. If I were Trump, I would not come back since Trump has a competing product of Truth Social, but they want his followers, obviously. And and Donald Trump is, without question, the greatest person that Twitter's ever had on there. Oh, God. So many people joined Twitter just to follow Trump. Oh, my God. For or against. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And those were his tweets. We all know that. Those. Yes. Yeah. That was not staff. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck taking the phone away from him. He was going to tweet no matter what. So what else about this? You know, I'm kind of hoping that this is a resurgence of comedy again, of satire. You know, oh, the Babylon no. Bee was was thrown off Twitter. Now, remember, the Babylon Bee is a satire yes. site, but it's a conservative satire site. But it's still but satire. Nonetheless. Right. The Babylon Bee, the satirical website. It is. 
and they got banned from Twitter. Would you tell us why? Because I think it's awesome. Yeah, well, they got banned uh, because they named Rachel Levine as Man of the Year. And and that was in response to, I think, Time Magazine. It was actually USA Today. Oh, USA Today, yeah. naming Rachel Levine Woman of the Year. She is trans, and she is still a man. No, I have to put a correction here. It is not she is a man. He is he a is, man dressed as a woman pretending to be a woman. That's another pet peeve of mine. I know. Oh, these pet peeves. I've got good, a lot of peeves. Good God. Okay. <laughs> so, them. Okay. So, <laughs> Uh, see see why he's my favorite because he just makes me fucking laugh all the time all right so the babylon b all they had to do was apologize yeah if they would just apologize twitter was gonna let them back and they to their credit did not apologize hooray for them because it's satire they were not stating fact at all it was a joke um so celebrities are mad they're gonna quit twitter boo-hoo-hoo Hopefully, President Trump, if he wants to come back, can and Babylon B and many other sites that were banned. What else is going on? In the Twitterverse, it seems that with journalists, that is their go-to place. It is, actually. It is. You know, mostly leftist journalists, but journalists in general, it's almost like they don't want to do any reporting anymore. They just rather see what's trending on Twitter, and then we'll go with that. I feel bad for a lot of journalists because depending on who the employer is, it is about clickbait. It is about yeah. what's trending. It is yeah. you're, you're kind of forced to write stuff that the whole point is just to get eyeballs on it. I, I, I agree. Hopefully, Elon will say, hey, let's have both sides put their stuff out there. Do they need to be the fact checkers? No, no, that, that's I don't think that's their job. I think if you want to use Twitter as a source for your story, for your comments or talking with whomever, it doesn't matter. It's up to you. To do your own fact checking. This reminds me a lot of books and movies. I hate it. Speaking of pet peeves, I hate it in movies when music is overused to tell the audience how to feel. And if you don't believe me, watch it with captions because in the captions, they will tell you, you know, scary music. I hate that. I also hate it when I'm reading a book and the author is telling me exactly how to feel. And I always say you have to trust the reader. You have to trust the viewer. This is where you have to trust people that they will form their opinion. If they want to look up the facts, follow the evidence, great. If they just want to take someone at their word, like let's say they read something by the Babylon Bee and they think it's true, that's on them. That's on the individual. It really is. Yeah, it's like if you're standing at the checkout counter in the grocery store and you're looking at all the tabloids, you know, most of them are made up. Right. Okay? So right. it's the same thing with satire. It's the same thing with any content that is anywhere on the internet. Yeah. It's up to you to do your due diligence. I think it was 2019. Andrea Wilson is a scammer or no, mm-hmm. it was Andrea Wilson is a hacker. Oh, that's right. Was the number one hoax and just a thorn in my side, let me tell you. But it was the number one hoax on the internet for the entire year and it caused me so much grief and you know what people believed it a lot of people believed it and i got a lot of hate and it was not true oh and by the way how many andrea wilson's are there out there so this affected so many different women and i did say women but (laughs) someone who births babies yes yes i am a little um punchy i'm punchy 
So, oh, you know what I wanted to say, though? Do you know who's laughing, I think, all the way to the bank? Because we know that Elon, even though he paid about $10 billion less, he's still overpaid for Twitter. I think Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, who has not been involved for quite some time. He's also the CEO and founder of Square, and he's been focusing on that along with his, you know, three-day meditations, he's got to be laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, I don't know how much he owned. I think uh, it was a little less than 5%. Yeah. But he so, still owned part of it. So that's only $2.2 billion. I don't know. Yeah. So, Helped yeah. his bottom line. It's not a bad payday. And what was interesting, you never saw him comment on it, to my yeah. knowledge. I don't think. If I'm wrong, let us know. But I don't think Jack Dorsey ever once commented either way about he, Elon. He signed a S, shut the F up. agreement i think he was thinking well if he buys it i'm gonna make some money we got a a buyer yeah yeah all right anything else about twitter that's all i have that's it okay do do better twitter come on do better okay out loud so we're gonna try this segment out if it sucks just let us know but we talk a lot about what's not going very well so we thought we'd end each episode or at least try to with what went well this week so edward what went well this week? Well, we're nine days out as we tape this from the election, uh, the mid 2022 midterms. And for me, what went well was I'm seeing a great red wave starting to build higher and higher and higher. And I think we're going to see a lot of great governor's races uh, that are going to pull, I think, some of these senators uh, on the Republican side over the finish line. I, I think we're looking at a really, really good election. What went well for me this week? Well, it did not go well for Fetterman, (laughs) but it went well for Oz. And, you know, we watched that debate. We did. This is the Senate race in Pennsylvania, which we talked about last week. It was painful. Can you please tell us how Fetterman started the debate? Hello. Good night. (laughs) I'm John Fetterman. I'm running for the U.S. Senate. Right then, you knew, like, it was just going to go downhill. It was so hard to watch, but it went well for Oz. Its numbers are doing quite well. Yeah, that's what went well this week. Well, good. So. Yeah, I, I I think people of Pennsylvania realized, boy, we've had the wool pulled over our eyes. And well, but they've been voting for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, they're in voting season up yeah, there. That's right. That's right. Yes. So a lot of people might regret college their football vote. starts. It's time to vote. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to wish everybody a very happy Halloween. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Be safe. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and or listening to My Favorite Conservative. We're on Rumble, YouTube, Instagram, and some other channels that we're experimenting with. And maybe, who knows, who knows, maybe we will be on Twitter. We'll see. (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm Andrea. I'm Edward. And he is My Favorite Conservative.